Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, great new lines, and also outstanding pre owned inventory. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Randy Gowton in just a few moments, but first our play-by-play call of the day, Connor McDavid with the hat trick for the Oilers. And Koskinen made a stop, and out comes McDavid, charging down the ice. He's got a step. He's in. Backhand. Score. A beauty. And Connor McDavid on fire early. Murphy leans on him to the near side for McDavid. Room for Price. And McDavid scores. Patrick Cole, his first Stanley Cup playoff hat trick. Absolutely. Uh, he's... He's certainly going to go down as he stays healthy. One of the greats, Connor McDavid, playing in his home rink, by the way, and getting a job done for the Oilers last night. With that, we now bring in one of the uh, outstanding broadcasters, but an even better guy, in my opinion. Always great to be around him, Brandon Gowton. Brandon, great to have you with us. We hope you and yours are safe and sound, my friend. Thank you, and the same for you. All is good here in my world. I'm just wondering, Steve, if I'll ever get to see you face to face again. <laughs> uh, let's 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 hope that that happens someday soon here. Yeah, I hope so too. Uh, the Big Ten. Many thought they were going to release the schedule today. Did not. Um, so we're still playing the waiting game. How tough is it when, at the very least, at minimum, you know, we're waiting to see whether they play or not, but at least have a schedule? Yeah, it's hard. I mean, I think what Kevin Warren's probably saying, are you kidding me? This is when I step in to be the commissioner (laughs) of the league. Jim Delaney, I mean, I don't don't want to make light of the situation, but he's probably saying to himself, gosh, I retired at the perfect time. I think all these conferences, without one big governing leader over all of them, are sort of communicating but also acting independently and want to doing what want to do what's best for each of the power five leagues and i think that that's just causing a lot of confusion and chaos and you, you throw in the fact that look we're all having the same discussion college is different from the nfl there's so much more red tape sure. in college so you have to factor in the education piece and whether or not the regular students are coming back to campus and all the health implications there when you put all those things in one blender, it's just one big chaotic mess. I mean, we're not hearing on the on the network television side anything, uh, at least not trickling down to the announcers at this point. And right, I understand that to some. I understand that to some degree, Steve, because because nobody wants to talk out of turn, and this thing seems to be changing and evolving day by day, and so nobody really knows when to make that final decision on on how we're going to do all of this. All right? Should things get going? 
What are you excited to see? I mean, obviously just a game, because I said last week, I said I think the goal is to play a game, and then the second goal is to play a second game. That aside, when in terms of actual play, what are you excited to see this year? Well, I do think that the Big Ten was setting up for a great season, and selfishly, you know, taking out, if we are going to have a shortened season and the schedule is just conference-only play as it is slated, you know, I think that's great because then every game really means something and you kind of take out those watered-down games that everybody has on their schedule, two or three of each year. So I think the the game-by-game excitement will be ratcheted up even more. Now, I think it'll be tempered a little bit just by the fact, obviously, that if you do have fans in the stands, it's going to be incredibly minimal. So the feel will be different. But as far as the hopefully, if, if, if not many more players opt out, the talent on the field, if we are able to play in the fall, and just the idea, Steve, of that cadence of having Big Ten versus Big Ten every week and how big each and every game will be, um, right. I, I mean, I think that alone is going to generate uh, loads of excitement. And I know for guys like you and I who get spoiled enough to sit there and call the games, I think it's going to make the season uh, very rewarding and a lot more fun if it does get going. Uh, have they talked to you about whether you you would be allowed to travel to the games or whether you'd have to do it from a studio? They have asked whether, basically, I think they called everybody to say, what's your comfort level? Are you comfortable getting on an airplane? Are you comfortable calling from a studio? Are you comfortable if we set something up, you know, where you are in your home base? They were just kind of getting everybody's temperature. This was a few weeks back as they tried to sort through all of this. So, you know, myself being young and living by myself and not having a family, I said I will you know, obviously be traveling with great precaution and wearing a mask and all of that. But if it comes to needing to send me to a site or to Chicago where the studio is or out to L.A. where the Fox studio is, I said I'm on board for, for wherever you need me to be. Uh, and so they're, they're taking, as you would imagine, they're taking Fox and Big Ten Network is taking all of the prior precautions just to make sure that they've got all their ducks in a row so that when there is a decision to be made and an actual television schedule to be made and and delegate those games out to announcers that they know what they can do at that point in time because they're going to have to move pretty quickly i mean i understand that people might not truly appreciate what all goes on behind the scenes for these tv and radio networks to put games on but you, you can't just snap a finger and in one day have a 60-person crew, even if they're remote, uh, ready right. to go. It's just there's a lot of moving parts to that. And so I think they're trying to get out in front of whatever they can so that when there is a schedule, they can move and act pretty quickly because they're going to need to at this stage of the game. Yeah, I know uh, Learfield, which has Penn State's broadcast rights, asked, uh, sent out a question to all the announcers, and Jack and Ham and I both answered the same way. We both said, any problem doing home games? No. Any problem being on the road? No. Any problem traveling? No. I mean, we both felt that way. It doesn't mean we're not going to be cautious and right. not have concerns, but we both obviously uh, have a comfort level of doing just as you talked about. Have you ever called a game in a studio before? And if so, what was the experience like? I've done it for baseball, and I would say for baseball, the only difficult thing is judging where the ball is going to go when it's hit right. off the bat really quickly. Um but as far as the element of not feeling the fans, that, that is, that is the also, also the hard part is you have to bring your own energy. 
But, I mean, hey, Steve, if we're in the stadiums this year, they're likely not going to be – there's not going to be anybody right. there. And if there is, only a few thousand. So you're going to have to bring your own energy, whether you're in the stadium or in a studio. But I think that'll be the hardest part um, is we're watching some of these NBA and Major League Baseball games. When you've got a good sound engineer that's filtering in the natural sounds and some of those – uh, fake crowd noises. To me, it actually sounds a little better, even though it is a little inauthentic. Because no, when you just you. hear nothing but silence, it's tough. Yep. And it's tough on the announcers because the people at home, inevitably, it sounds more boring, even if the announcers are really good. Their job becomes a lot tougher. Yeah. Uh, so I think, I think just bringing that energy and excitement when you don't have the crowd to naturally lift you up, especially in those big moments, I think that'll be the biggest challenge for all of us. Well, of course, you and I have done a lot of basketball on radio. I mean, what you got with Butler, Georgia Tech. There are some of those tournaments that you and I have done over the years, Brandon, where, I don't know, there's 50 to 200 people in the stands. So, I mean, yep. you and I have actually done that before with relatively few people there because of the neutral site where it happens to be, you know, and very few fans. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I can remember a couple of holiday tournaments at Butler and some non-conference games even at Georgia Tech when there was an Orlando tournament. There were probably only 200 people at Georgia Tech playing, I think, Stetson or somebody, but you're exactly right. So we have been in those similar situations, and you know it's just it's more natural in that state when there's less excitement around you to be less excited on the air, and you really got to kind of remind yourself to not – you don't want to go over the top and, and make oh, every no. three-pointer, every touchdown sound like it's <laughs> the biggest thing in the world, but you've got to remind yourself to bring a little bit more energy because the people listening or watching uh, really rely on that. And, you know, the, the weird thing for me doing the Madden video game the last five years is that, oh, yeah. that's tr- that strangely has kind of helped me in that area, I found, because that is when we do those recording sessions and you're reading a script, you are essentially making a real call, but it's fake, and you've got to make it seem like it belongs in a game. And uh, so I, I do think that that will hopefully, if the, this does come to fruition and we're calling these games with no fans or from a studio, help me to remind myself to be in that frame, that studio, that theater of the mind a little bit more, a little bit more present. Uh, yeah, Brandon, I want to ask you about the Madden part of it. Uh it's work. There's no getting around it. I mean, it's work. You've got to do exactly what they need you to do, and then the parts of it are a lot of it's scripted. Did you have fun with it? Yeah, it's it's been fun. We actually wrap up uh, tomorrow's the last recording session before the game ships here in a couple of weeks. Um, and it's strange to be to think now that I've I've done it five years because it seems like it's gone a lot <laughs> faster than that. But I've learned as I've gone, you know, typically we're going down to Orlando where the studio is to do these recording sessions, but they had to switch gears, obviously, since March, and we, they sent us all the equipment, and we've been recording at home. I would say that's, that's been the biggest challenge, uh, because when you're in the studio, you at least have a producer and an engineer and, and the analyst, Charles Davis, there with you, so you've got people that kind of hold you accountable when you're just by yourself in your apartment and you're recording these lines and hoping that your neighbors don't come over and yell at you. Uh, it's, 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 been, it's been a little bit different and a, and a little bit more of a challenge from that perspective. But it's fun. I mean, you mentioned it's work, and yeah, I mean, when you're recording and your voice gets fatigued after four hours, but, you know, all yeah. in all, uh, very fortunate to be doing that and, and have that gig, and I realize that. I w- wouldn't trade it for the world. 
it's it's interesting. Uh, at the Fiesta Bowl a couple of years ago, Jack and I ran into Bill Rosinski, and Bill Rosinski's done a lot in his career. Carolina Panthers, he's done Falcons, done a lot of things. The first thing Jack and I both said to him was, "Hey, we love you on, on golf radio." And he says, "You have no idea how many people say that to me. They love me on on golf network on Sirius." Do you have a lot of people coming up to you now saying, "Hey, you're the guy from Madden"? <laughs> I get a lot of Twitter comments from people that are angry that I'm on Madden. I know that. Um, <laughs> no, I, I've said it. Well, well you tell you you're... tell them they're wrong. This. <laughs> <laughs> Since your face isn't in the game, I, right. you know you don't really get recognized that way. But I have, I guess, a lot of Uber drivers must play because that tends to be where. <laughs> and I haven't been in an Uber now since March, but right. that has tended to be the spot where people will put two and two together. If I'm driving in the Uber and they see my name pop up and I'm carrying on a conversation with them, I've probably had a handful of them say, "Wait, are you the?" Are you the person that does the video game for Madden? So I guess a lot of Uber drivers play the game, but more often than not, Steve, it's people now in our fifth year that are saying, gosh, when are they going to get new guys on this game so we can hear some new voices? So I just get a lot of angry Twitter shout-outs. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's okay. If they could do what you do, then I'd listen to it. All right. <laughs> Since they can't, I wouldn't. All right. Um Caleb Farley, Penn State was going to play Virginia Tech on the original schedule. Uh, obviously, no non-conference, so they're out. But Caleb Farley opted out. Today, Minnesota wide receiver Rashad Bateman said he's opting out. But Justin Fields today said, nope, I have no plans to opt, opt out. How important a storyline, A, will this be? And how important is it that a guy like Fields says he's playing? I think it's huge because, to me, when the big names start to opt out, that's when the other guys take notice and say, well, if he's not playing, then I don't feel as much pressure to play. So for one of the top faces in college football, you you think of Fields and, of course, Trevor Lawrence, for those types of guys, if they're going to stay in and publicly say that, I think then that makes the other top-flight quarterbacks and wide receivers and defenders say, well, heck, you know, if, if I'm going to have to answer these NFL teams next year, if Justin Fields is playing, then maybe I need to be out there too. Whereas if Fields and Lawrence back out, they're going to say, well, heck, then the NFL is going to expect us top flight players to be doing that. So I actually think that that, that, that that announcement is big. I will be curious to see here over the next couple of weeks if we do have more Rashad Batemans. Um, and, and on the NFL side, I, I think that, they've moved up the date you know to when they want people to announce their opt-outs and the same thing there i think if you had a mahomes and a lamar jackson back out young healthy guys and i think it would start this this big effect of people doing the same so it'll be interesting to track i think definitely and we've all had this conversation too steve i'm sure you've discussed it if football would get pushed to the spring well then i think it's going to be right and left that the top names are falling out and you know what understandably so because yep. then you're getting so close to if hopefully everything's back to normal next year, uh, then then being too close to the the NFL draft and having to report to camp that it, they a guy like Justin Fields uh, would probably be foolish to play in the spring. Um, so that would create a whole other conversation. But I really hope that these kids are able to participate here in, in the fall and obviously do so safely, so that we can have a, a full product rather than than somewhat of a watered down product. Uh, you and I had the privilege of announcing games last year in Big Ten for basketball, Brandon, where 
it was the best conference in the country, and every single game felt like it was a playoff game. The NBA draft headline has come and gone, or deadline has come and gone. And the expected, Daniel Oturo, Caleb Wesson, Xavier Tillman, for example, they're all staying in the draft. But then there's Luca Garza, Aaron Henry, Marcus Carr, Io DeSumo, Kofi Coburn, all coming back. What does that mean for the Big Ten? I mean, I'm, Stick Smith is going to the draft, too. But what does that mean for the strength of the Big Ten that you've got that much firepower saying they're opting back in? Well, first of all, I should have mentioned that when we were talking about the college players opting out and Justin Fields saying he's staying in because I think what we're seeing at the college level, especially in the Big Ten with those names that you mentioned, is those guys looking around saying, oh, wait, Io's staying? Okay, Dosumu's staying? Luca Garza all yeah. of a sudden is staying? Okay, Aaron Henry's staying? I think it's the exact same thing of these guys when they talk to people and their peers and they all kind of go in one direction, there's power in that and there is influence in that on others. But, I mean, heck, I never thought that that crop of players, coronavirus or not, would be back for another season. So you're right. The Big Ten was the best, and I I think there's a lot of evidence with those players back that the Big Ten basketball conference, you know, Lord willing that we have a season this year, will definitely be the best. And, uh, gosh, Iowa and Illinois, I mean, they just took a big jump up in preseason predictions. Those are going to be two of the best teams, not only in the conference, but in the country, just because of what uh, Garza, DeSumo, and Coburn can bring to the table. So it's going to be it's going to be a whale of a season, maybe the most star-studded season the Big Ten basketball-wise that we've seen in quite some time. Let's just hope that we're in a, in a gym to actually watch it take place. Absolutely. That's what we're hoping for for everything. Seeing a game on a football field in the fall and seeing a basketball game in the wintertime on the court. That's what we're hoping for. My friend, appreciate you very much, all the great work you do, the friendship and everything. And and I'm glad. I hope they invite you back for a sixth year of Madden because you deserve it despite what they say on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think they might be stuck with me for one more, and then after that we'll see what happens. (laughs) Uh, Thanks for having me as always. and It's good to hear your voice. And like we said, hopefully if all goes okay and it's safe we'll see you face to face here with a mask on in the fall can't wait my friend thanks so much brandon all right see you steve brandon gowton btn uh steve engel coming up we're going to talk to him about the pretty memorial golf tournament which by the way will be tomorrow i guess matt went under i went out and shot a 400 par 68 the other day yeah not bad i mean i just want to tell engel ringer <laughs> I'll take it. Hey, he'll be in our group yeah. coming up tomorrow. Along with Craig Purdy, by the way. Craig's a good player. Um, it's great to have Brandon Gouton on. Great to have him on. He is uh, he is really developed into a really an outstanding announcer. I mean, you, you listen to a game that he's doing, you're like, hey, all right. This game's in great hands. I don't care if it's football or basketball. We'll take a break. Back with more in a moment. Brought to you by Sunbury Motors on News Radio 1070 WKOK.
When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, great new product lines, great deals, and incredible pre-owned inventory all at Sunbury Motors 4th Street in Sunbury Sunbury Motors Kia routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com Matt Catrillo after a sparkling 4 under par 68 yesterday will be in our group as the ringer (laughs) very pleased to be joined by my good friend Steve Engel from Purdy Insurance Esteban, I hope you are well. I am well, Steve. I hope you are also. Yeah, uh, looking forward to tomorrow. Uh, I can guarantee you play-wise, I mean, we'll socially distant. All right, so. uh, (laughs) Especially with me, yes. No worries there. (laughs) Okay, well, I'll just meet over at the green. Thank you. Steve, it's been, uh, how heartened has everyone been? by the response because there's been two different dates and this is the third different day for the tournament and still people booked it. Well, of course, we're very pleased. Uh, With the cancellation in May, or excuse me, the postponement, uh, uh, we initially talked about canceling entirely, but uh, after some discussion, it was decided to just postpone. And initially we were thinking September, uh, but apparently... There are several other tournaments in September, and we couldn't get a date that we preferred. So then we started looking at August and uh, uh, found uh, a couple of dates available. And initially, uh, the date we selected was going to conflict with uh, Evangelical Hospital's tournament. So we just decided to move it up a week or two, and um, the response has been overwhelming. Which is great because, in the end, the Y does need our help with all this, the Greater Susquehanna Valley YMCA, and that is really where everything is being funneled for this, Steve, because uh, it's it's being, you always want to put together a first-class event, you are, but I think everybody understands that, hey, we'll do a food truck at the turn, because guess what? It's for the Y. Right. Right. We had to scale it back a bit, but uh, I think everyone will be pleased. 
Oh, I know they'll be pleased. I think it's a great. I'm always for actually more money to the to the charity, less, you know, less for me. I mean, I realize that's a 180 from the suit, but I mean, it's it's fine. It's a, you you played golf with them, you know. Uh, <laughs> so, how's your game going right now? Well, uh, I'm not going to make any promises because I haven't played golf since last fall. So I'm counting on you and Matt and Craig Purdy to carry the load. Now, Craig Purdy can play. I can tell you that right now. Yes, he can. And um, I I don't want to disclose any secrets, but rumor has it that he has been playing a little more frequently. Very nice. I like that very much. It's going to start at 10 o'clock tomorrow. What time would you like people to arrive and what will be the rules that we have to abide by before we get to our respective holes, Steve? Right. Um, we've asked that um, the players arrive no sooner than 930. Um, we also are asking them to socially distance as much as possible, uh, wear masks uh, when socially distancing is not um in, in, in not available. Um, you don't have to wear uh, masks in the cart uh, unless you're a little concerned about the person you're sitting next to. But um, uh, anytime you enter any of the buildings, um, uh, face masks must be worn. But um, other than that, uh, there aren't too many other directions. Um, I, I think it's going to be a little bit unusual because uh, everyone will be outside, and there will be little, very little activity going on inside uh, the country club. Right. Which is by the end, and that's a big change, too, because a lot of people love to socialize before the round. They want to socialize after the round and so forth. And uh, But in the end, the cause is going to be where everything is funneled. Afterward, is it just, okay, hey, thanks so much, and everybody exit, or will you be allowed to go into the country club? What can you what can we and cannot do? Because I know we're going to do the show there afterward. I know that. Right. My understanding is that um, uh, anyone can stick around um, outside of the facility. Uh, I, I believe beverages will be available outside. Uh, again, social distancing is recommended. And face masks required if you can't social distance. Uh, but uh, we'll have a, a wrap-up of the tournament afterwards, and uh, uh, we decided to um, have three flights of winners, uh, playing first place, second place, and third place in each flight, uh, so that uh, you know, we try to spread the uh, the good deeds around, uh, and we're going to have um, prizes on all of the par threes, and uh, there's a hole in one um, prize available. So many of the things that you saw in tournaments in the past uh, will be available, and those prizes will be given out after the tournament. Uh, one thing you will not see is, uh, you know, we've always had some pretty exciting uh, silent auction um, prizes, yes. and uh, we, we will not be able to do that this year. Well, you know what? We're going to have a blast tomorrow. We're going to get some money to the Y, and then in May, we're going to have a big blowout. How about that? Without a doubt, because I think it will be the 30th uh, next May. 
30th really? uh, uh, Truman Purdy Memorial Tournament. Oh, it'll be the 30th annual, yeah. yeah. Yes, and I believe and so. Yes, because it'll be the next year will be the 10th one I will have played in. Even better. How about that? How about that? It's been that long. It just. Oh, no. It I mean. I mean <laughs> and we're, we're happy to have you, Steve. Every year we, we look forward to you coming down and, and uh, helping out with the tournament, uh, providing some promos for us. And, uh, uh, of course, your, your heckling among the, the guests is always welcome, too. Well, not with you, not with Craig, not with Matt. It's just one well, guy. We we all know who who that is. <laughs> I, one guy. I mean, uh, the guy that's hit the bridge twice on five. <laughs> and you know that bridge, Steve. That's impossible to hit. So maybe there's more skill there than we realized. Hey, exactly. I. I I can't wait to spend some time with you tomorrow, Steve, sincerely, because that's, that's one of the great parts about a charity event is the people you spend time with. I've been so fortunate. It'll be the second straight year you and I have played together, and I have a blast with you every time I'm around you. So I'm looking forward to it, and, and uh, thanks so much for the opportunity. Let's have some fun. Sounds good, and, and the feeling is likewise, and, and uh, bring your A-game tomorrow. We're going to try to. Okay. <laughs> We're going to try to. Let's have some fun. Thanks. Steve, thanks, thanks Steve. so much. Steve Engel, Purdy Insurance. It's going to be tomorrow. So we get to see you show off your game tomorrow. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> when it's over with, I, I hope little Luke is proud of Dad. Yeah, and it may, he may learn some things of what not to do when you're trying to play well on the course, but we'll see what happens. It, it, look, it's a team event. Yes. Right? This is why I, I this is what I tried to impart to the Jack and Entire. Okay? <laughs> I tried to impart to him that, for example, don't you want me to hit a good shot? He would like if I would hit a bad shot, he would take joy in it. No, 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 no. See that team over there? See that bad shot? Take joy in that. Because remember, it's us, them. <laughs> exactly right. I could never impart to him what us meant. Us was only important to him when he was playing well. Hey, we're playing great. <laughs> oh my! Goodness. But I will come focused and ready to go. I was telling you know I was, I was telling my wife today about the time we had the thunderstorm. Do you ever? Did I tell you this one? That I don't think I don't th- so. Because I, 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 I think the couple of the only times that I've been there, we've had good weather. We're. Um, Let's see. Five, six. So it'd be seven. It'd be seven. So I, if I remember seven, you got to cross the road, Country Club Road coming in. And he says, boy, let's see. Yeah. He says, boy, he says, look at that big black cloud over there. That's really, well, it looks nasty. I said, oh, yeah. And all of a sudden, it starts to rain. So he pulls under a tree. He goes, and all of a sudden, there's lightning. 
And I said, I said, come on, let's go. He says, no, 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 no. He says, we're not getting wet on the tree. I said, get out of the way. I threw him out of the way, got him. And he said, get in the other seat. And I drove back to the clubhouse. I said, we're not going to sit under a tree during a lightning storm. <laughs> it's a true story. Well, he was showing off the dedication, I guess. What dedication? I want to live. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Dedicated. I was dedicated. In fact, I, I, I now feel like I saved his life. <laughs> he wanted to stay under the tree. And I'm, I'm, I'm motoring it. I said, get out of the way. I'm, I'm cutting through the ninth hole, which is a par three. I'm going up, right? And all of a sudden, I looked back, and all of a sudden, all these other people are starting following us. And I said, hey. I said, that's called leadership. <laughs> oh, man. I'm telling you. Some days you wonder. <laughs> um, maybe every day I wonder. <laughs> I think I'm starting to wonder with all the stories I've heard the last two days. <laughs> oh, I haven't even scratched the surface. What are you talking about? I haven't even scratched the surface. And, look, we know Doug Birdsong listens. I mean, Doug's got to have stories that, I mean, we could probably put Doug on like a five-part series. <laughs> Do our own 30 for 30. When I mean, when, when I mean, when I mean five-part series, I mean like the two hours every day, ten hours worth. We'll do it like Last Dance. <laughs> we'll call it Last Suit. <laughs> In fact, we'll be clever. We'll call it Last Jacket. <laughs> there you go. And not a green jacket. <laughs> <laughs> if he were to have a green jacket, it would be like Happy Gilmore when Shooter McGavin's running away with the gold jacket. Oh, geez. I believe that is Mr. Gil- I believe that is Mr. Gilmore's. <laughs> I believe that is Mr. McElroy's. Get back here. Oh, it's all mine. <laughs> These guys all need to have a chutter in their bag. I have asked other players that are good friends of mine that play a lot of golf. And I will admit, I have played a lot of golf this summer. Now, it may not show tomorrow, but i played a lot of golf. Okay. And I, and I'm in all seriousness, I've asked this in all seriousness, so it was not fooling around talking to these guys. I said, have you guys ever heard of a chutter? And each one of them has said, no, I've never heard of a chutter. All of them. I, none. Zero. Nada. Had you ever heard of one? No. Now, it's part... Now, I understand the concept. It's part putter, part chipper. So if you're just off the green, he can elevate the ball just enough through the rough around the green, the, the first cut, and then get it onto the green, and it's uh, it rolls like a putter. I get the concept. So last year, it was, no, it was two years ago. Two years ago we are playing. 
and I got it out of the bag and I put it into Sean Carey's bag. And all of a sudden, we get up to all, Chowder time! <laughs> of course, we're doing everything we can to suppress the laughter. And he's going through the bag. I, I, where's my Chowder? I said, well, I guess you're just going to have to hit a normal shot like most golfers. <laughs> then we had to reveal to him that we had stolen it. Now, oh how do you think he reacted? Not well. Now, how do you think he reacted? Well, no. We, Sean and I had to be bailed out of jail. He had us arrested. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just a joke. <laughs> but we did. We we hit, we hit the club, and we were with the chief. And the chief's laughing his backside off. So I said, I said, look, you're going to give it away. I said, come on. You'd be awful to play poker with chief. <laughs> He's you know, Dave, I can't help myself. <laughs> oh, chudder time. And then he keeps officials chudder stats as you go through the round and then updates them. Okay, I just want to know if we buried the hole. I really don't. <laughs> I don't really care. Like, hey, we're five under. Great. Yeah. You know, the chudder is two for four so far. Okay. <laughs> Greg, Greg Putt, Craig. <laughs> uh, we have a good time, and we have a good time for a great cause. It's going to be great to see Bonnie and everybody at the Greater Susquehanna Valley YMCA there tomorrow. This is for them. It's their cause. We've had a lot of fun on this show today. Andrew Marshan's on the show today uh, tomorrow. Phil Steele's on the show tomorrow. Thursday, Jerry Dulac, and Jerry's bouncing back. He's had, you know, he's bouncing back. Good to have Jerry back on the show. Uh, his daughter goes to school here at Penn State. Uh, I was just talking to somebody about Jerry's daughter just the other day. And we're going to have uh, Lou Prado on the show Thursday. And the reason for having Lou Prado on is, you know, Lou being the Penn State football historian, Lou... We're going to talk about how Penn State handled 1917 and 1918 between World War One and the Spanish flu pandemic. A little bit different. We'll take a break. We'll wrap it up in a moment on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Great to have you with us. Brought to you by Sunbury Motors. Fourth Street is Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. We are hoping tomorrow's the day we actually get the schedule release for the Big Ten. Uh, there's been a lot of back and forth about what it could be and what the start date is. I did get a note for Doug Birdsong. Steve, I have to let you know that I do indeed have a lot, and lot is capitalized. <laughs> of stories about, quote, the suit. He also said, I do a great impression of the suit, too. Oh, I can't believe That I haven't heard in all this time I've known Doug. I'll have, well, he'll have to do it for us sometime. No, no, he, no he's, saying, he's saying I do an impression oh, of the suit. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> I can't believe it. And it is pretty good. It's really tough when you're listening as the number two guy when you know in your heart you're number one. <laughs> so what is it now? Doug loves Wendy's and the suit loves Chick-fil-A? Yes. And you get and you get no say. I, I'm just happy to be along. <laughs> Uh, I think they're lucky to have you. Well, thank you. So, I know I feel that way. I, f- I know I feel that way. So. So. so, in the Big Ten schedule, which is going to come out, we think, tomorrow... Expect Ohio State-Michigan to be an October game. Fox would like to have... It's going to be a Fox game. Should it be played, they want it to lead into postseason of some sort, maybe even the World Series. The same way that they had Penn State-Ohio State lead into the World Series two years ago. Now, the start date is something that we're all interested in seeing. What is the start date? We start tomorrow at 10.